0: What's going on, team? Surgeon here, another episode of my personal mentor. First of all, I just want to say go to Surjohn.com, subscribe, lots of good stuff there. And I'm posting daily episodes of my podcast. So hope you guys are enjoying it. Today's episode, I want to talk about how to win and how to get an edge um, in your ecosystem, how to find your kingdom, basically. So, you know, when in situations like these, when you know everybody's competing for a limited number of jobs and limited number of opportunities sometimes it's best to relocate and go to a place where you can actually win, like where your chances of winning are the greatest. So listen in. So instead of like teaching you uh, and talking about a tip, I want to actually walk you through a story. So back in the day in 2010, I was uh, in at UCLA and was really struggling to get an interview, not even a single interview at you know, one of the top banks from Goldman Sachs of the world, Morgan Stanley's, JP Morgan's, Credit Suisse, whatever. None of these, you know, banks were giving me an interview. And I had gone to UCLA with the hope that I would get an investment banking opportunity coming out of it. And part of that opportunity was, could I, uh, you know, get a summer internship at a leading investment bank then hopefully convert that to a full-time offer. Now, the first thing was I never got a, you know, summer internship. I worked, you know, for free for a small boutique, Uh, you know, finance firm, I wouldn't call it a bank, it was a finance firm, advisory firm, let's just say. So my chances of getting a full time offer was very, very low. So when summer ended, and I went back to school in September, I tried my best, I applied to a bunch of places and didn't even get a single return call or an email inviting me to a first round interview. Now, that was very devastating. I was like, oh, man, I spent so much money, almost closer to $100,000 going to this program. And the whole goal was to get into investment banking. And I don't even have an interview when it comes down to full-time recruiting. So what am I going to do now? So the only strategy that I could think of was like, OK, look, I'm in U.S. And in the U.S., obviously, there's a lot more opportunity. But a lot of that opportunity is dedicated for folks who are from the U.S., and have a you know non-orthodox path. So someone who goes into tier one investment banking firms usually comes from some of the top schools. You know they're not coming from UCLA, even though UCLA is a great school. It's not one of the top finance feeder school. Uh, the second part was folks that are getting into these top tier banks. They have a certain like you know trend in their internships. They've done a couple of internships in private wealth, maybe an internship in a leading investment bank. So basically, the you know the odds were stacked against me, and I was basically competing and in an uphill battle, which was not going to end in my uh, you know favor. So I said, okay, where can I be the best candidate? You know, I have a resume which I know is better looking than most people because I've worked hard on it in the last six, seven months months while I was in business school. Number two. I have UCLA on my resume where I, you know, UCLA may not be the best school in the United States, but maybe it is considered the best if I change my geography. So what did I do? Guess what? I actually went back to Canada. So I skipped classes for a week, took a flight to Canada, went to Toronto where my parents were. And I got there because I knew that, look, there are about four or five banks in Canada They all recruit from the top universities, from Ivy to Queens to University of Toronto to whatever. And I know they were going to get a bunch of resumes from these schools, but what if they got a resume from someone who went to UCLA and also went to U of T as an undergrad, but went to UCLA and probably had a better resume in terms of what the resume looked like, what it felt like. Would that improve my chances? And 100%. It does because it's all competition. Like it's all about how you play your cards, right? And if you are the king of that kingdom. So being in LA and recruiting, I was not the king of that kingdom. The competition was too high. I was not in, you know, being considered for the tier one, tier two opportunities. So there was no chance for me to even get any visibility. But if I changed my geography, went to a smaller market where my brand names would let me win and get me a ticket to the ballpark, there was a much higher chance of me winning. So taking that into account, I went to Toronto for a a week and then I started going to these info sessions. So every university has these info sessions during recruiting season where these banks come by, they talk about how great they are and how they're hiring, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of it, you can drop your resume. So now this is where I did something unethical and I don't recommend you guys do it, but hustle is hustle and I did it, right? So, uh, you know, that is life. And it all depends on how badly do you want this. So I went to University of Toronto, Rotman School of Business, which is not where I went. I went to University of Toronto, not Rotman. But having said that, I was a U of T alumni. And I thought that I was allowed in these info sessions. So I snuck into those things, went up to the, you know, the recruiters and whatnot. And I acted like I was a current student. Now, again, I wouldn't recommend you do it. I did it and I don't care. I did it because I was so hungry for this opportunity. I wanted to work in this industry and whatever it took, I was not going to take any chances. I was going to put everything on the line. So I went in and I knew that I had my game figured out. My resume was definitely going to be the best looking resume in all of my competition compared to all of my competition. I dressed the best, showed up, did my thing, knew how to you know, speak to people who are in person. And I dropped my resume to all the five banks that were coming to those info sessions. So interestingly enough, all 5 of those investment banks, RBC, TD, BMO, Scotia, CIBC, all of them gave me an interview for a first round interview for investment banking analyst. So, this was like the biggest like shock of my life because like I've been trying so hard to get even an interview, but once I changed my geography, changed my kingdom and found out where I can be the most competitive and reduce the number of competition which would be better for me, better uh, against me, that's where I could win. That was the moment. I got interviews across the board, and when I got interviews across the board, a negative thing happened. The you know, the university, the Rotman School, actually found out that who's this imposter of a you know student trying to act like a current student. So they actually complained against me. Now, I, I don't hold that against them. They're right, right? And it was wrong for me to, you know, be in that situation. But the truth is, you know, I was a University of Toronto student, and I don't think there's a rule where a University of Toronto student cannot attend the info session. Having said that, they reached out to all these banks and asked them to, you know, reject me and, you know, decline my interview. And a couple of banks did. They were like, look, you know, you did something unethical, and hence we have to reject your interview. But guess what? The other banks kept their interview. You know why they kept their interview process? Because they liked what I did. They were like, this guy really wants the job. He loves the hustle he knows the struggle he is hungry for this so he is actually serious about working so those interviews went really well and guess what i got my first interview uh and my first job offer from bank of montreal investment banking division in the mining group in downtown toronto and the day i got that it changed my life like i was just like this is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me and all of that because I changed the environment, the competition, the league I was competing in. So basically, I knew that I was, you know, going to be, you know, I was not going to be a, a, a tier one player in in the United States League, let's just say. Like I was Rudy Gobert, you know, lack of a better player in, in, in NBA in North America, but I was the LeBron James of a European league, all right? So in these kind of situations when you are – in a recession, it's tough environment, there's high competition, limited number of opportunities, choose a place where you can be the LeBron James of that league. And in this situation, I knew I could have been LeBron James with the Toronto investment banking market. So yeah, so I found my kingdom, I got that opportunity, I took that opportunity, and I converted to an offer in the US. So I didn't like work at BMO, right, I went back to the US, and I reached out to all the investment banks who didn't even give me an interview. And I said, look, I'm the LeBron James of Toronto. I've figured it out there. Someone wants me there. A reputable bank wants me to work in Toronto. You can at least give me an interview in the US. And that's how Hulahan Loki gave me an interview. A bunch of other banks gave me an interview. And once they gave me an interview, I crushed it again because I got a shot at the park. I got a ticket to the park. And once you put me on a home, home plate, I can you know potentially hit that home run because I know I'm better prepared than my competition. But again, point is, once I changed my kingdom, got the opportunity, got an offer, that offer gave me a ticket to another ballpark, to the NBA, to the American League, let's just say. So in conclusion, you know, these are going to be tough times, I get it. But if you are strong in a certain geography or certain ecosystem, go to that ecosystem and compete there, win an offer there. Once you have an offer there try to convert that offer to a United States offer to, or to an offer where you would want to work or in that geography where you want to work. So for example, if you're from Brazil and it's tough for you to get a job here in the United States uh, for various reasons, including economy to whatever else, you know, maybe go back to Brazil, You know, become the best of the best in Brazil. And then a couple of years later, move back here to the United States. Anyways, that's the episode for today, guys. For more information, go to sherjan.com. Up next is a letter from one of my favorites, my students, stay tuned. So team, this is the best part of the podcast. It's, you know, it's best for me and hopefully it gives you a little bit of motivation to you guys as well, because a lot of these students and mentees and young people just like yourself uh, have been in your shoes and I'm sure they're crushing it today. So here's another letter from someone that I've met. Uh, this is uh, from Eileen um, from Pennsylvania. So Eileen writes, uh, Dear Shur John." Thank you for taking the time to fuel uh, this event. At Penn, uh, and I'm sure at most colleges, so she goes to Penn, I guess, life goes by so fast that it's easy to forget to slow down and think. I'm glad that I pulled myself out of bed because I definitely learned a lot from you in terms of the technical aspects of a resume and interviewing and the less technical aspects like humor, uh, resilience, and the bigger picture. More importantly, uh, I love what you've done, and I'm writing this letter because my two days with you, I realize that it is the power that it has the power to give many more individuals out there both skills and hope. Hopefully, next time you're in Philly, New Jersey, New York area, I can bring my brother brother uh, to hear you speak. Either way, I'm grateful to uh, you know hear from you and for the opportunity. Thank you so much sincerely Eileen Eileen super 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 thanks for you know giving me this note uh, you sent you know you've uh, given me your emails so I have that I'm gonna reach out to you and I would love to meet you and your brother we'll do it in person and we can do a little one-on-one uh, coffee uh, in person in New York when I'm there next but before that let's jump on a video call I'd love to you know, meet you again and and your brother and hopefully you guys are doing well. So thanks again for coming to my event. I'm happy you enjoyed it. I'm happy it motivated you. Uh, I'm happy it pulled you out of bed uh, on a Saturday morning. And I hope you're crushing it in life. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. All the best.